Glory to God. Thanks, God. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. Hey, you know, when Brad just said then, you know, that we give to expect something in return, we've received everything. And I just love the way he brought that out. But we've already got everything, so we give because we've got. Amen. He's already given us everything. How amazing is that? And we can be generous because he is so generous. He has been generous with us. He hasn't held anything back. Amen. Glory to God. And when we just give generously as he's given generously, just that momentum kicks in of abundance. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up in that. Father, we just thank you for the abundant life that Jesus has given us, has given us. Hallelujah, Lord. We're not waiting for it to happen. We're celebrating that it has happened. Hallelujah. You have given us. You are a giving God. Father, you never waited for our response to you. You responded to us before we even knew about you. Before we knew about you. When we were dead and slain in our sins and our trespasses, you gave us the very life of Christ himself. Hallelujah. That same new life with which you quickened him, you have quickened us with. You are a generous God. And Father, we bask this morning. God wants us to bask in his generosity. Hallelujah. He wants us to know that he hasn't held anything back. And I believe that he's just saying this morning, bask in my generosity. Hallelujah. Not the generosity of man, but the generosity of God who hasn't held anything back. He's held no good thing back from you. And as you begin to celebrate, you partake of what you celebrate. Hallelujah. He says, you partake of what you celebrate. Amen. It's yours. Celebrate and partake. Hallelujah. Celebrate and partake. Even if you're just by faith this morning, just by hearing that word, begin to celebrate. Amen. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Glory to God. Bask in his generosity. Just bask in his generosity to you. Hallelujah. Bask in his healing mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Bask in his provision. You know, as you start to bask in his generosity, I just see, I just saw then coins coming out of fish's mouths. Hallelujah. Food being multiplied. Amen. Resources being multiplied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, you haven't held anything back from me. Come on, say it. Lord, you haven't held anything back from me. You've given me everything. And I celebrate your generosity to me this morning. Hallelujah. I worship you because you are. Hallelujah. And you are a rewarder of those that seek you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Woo. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a shout. He's worth it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, when we get, you're going to be seated, when we get a revelation of His love, 
The power of that revelation releases exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that you could hope or think of. Infinitely beyond your highest desires, prayers. Man, so much more. We restrict our thoughts to carnal thinking. <laughs> and you can ask him, he's not got more than that. You know, you ask him for something, he says, here, have more. You ask him for one little thing, he gives you more. He says, that's not enough, ask bigger. That's why the Holy Ghost in us to pray, because he asks for more than what we can think of. Come on. He helps us receive more than we could even dream about. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go into this year thinking bigger. Amen. He's the God of the more. He's the God of increase. Amen. He's not only thinking of you. He's thinking of your tribe. He's not only thinking of you. He's thinking of your family. He's thinking generations beyond generations. He's reaching beyond the generation here. Oh, hallelujah. He's already done it. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created everything at that time that mankind would ever need. He created seed and he put the seed in the ground to reproduce, reproduce, reproduce. He, pro he produced everything. He created everything before he created you and me and he prepared everything for you to walk into. He didn't wait for you to get hungry to prepare food. He prepared it before you were born. Oh, glory to God. He prepared it before you were created. He prepared everything you would ever need. He prepared for you before you were ever created. Hallelujah. Hey. He's not on the back foot. I said he's not on the back foot. He's already prepared everything that you will need to fulfill every dream and every, every, your destiny, everything that you could possibly hope or think of, the thoughts and the plans that he has for you. He has prepared everything for you to walk into you. It is there waiting for you to step out in faith and receive. Hey, you're not excited enough about that. I can hardly breathe. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. All you need is his word. His word is in the beginning of everything. Amen. I said his word is the beginning of everything. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Woo. Are you ready? That's not my message. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, some of you need to stand up and laugh. Just let it happen. Yeah. Mm. Joy of the Lord is your strength. The Lord is the strength of your life. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Anyone need some medicine this morning? Yeah? A merry heart does good like a medicine. You know, you've heard me say it before. I'll say it again. But you know, when Jesus spoke to his disciples, he says, I say these things to you that your joy may be full. You know, when you hear the word of God, it fills your tank. It releases joy on the inside. Amen. Hallelujah. And strengthens you. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. 
you know, we're not going into this year looking at an empty waste, but we're, look, we're beginning our year. And there's a few thoughts that I've trailed on the end of last week's. So if you weren't here last week, I recommend that you go back and listen to the, either the podcast or the YouTube or whatever. And, hey, have a listen. You'll be blessed. And I'm tagging on it to some degree, I believe. Genesis 1. The book of beginnings. How appropriate for the beginning of the year. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's see what God did in the beginning. You know, I figure what God did in the beginning is good for a beginning. I figure what he did right at the beginning is good for that new year, for the beginning of the year. Amen? And because he doesn't change, because his word is the same yesterday, today and forever, it's a significant today for us what happened in the beginning as it was when the beginning begun. Amen? Let's go to Genesis 1, verses 1 to 4. I'm reading out of the New King James. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We've got an awesome announcement at the end, but please remind me, guys. Please. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, someone said, God said something. You see, in the beginning, God said something. For things to begin, he had to speak. Amen? There's some things that God has that he's downloaded into our heart that we need to begin to declare and decree. Amen? Over our new year, over this year. Bless the Lord. He, 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 then God said, let there be light. Well, there's a good word right there. Let there be light. You know, when people begin to speak about the darkness that's, that's happening right now and how dark it's getting, we need to say what? What God says. What does God say? Let there be light. What does he do with darkness? He says, let there be light. Amen. Let there be light. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, we're not meant to go around talking about how dark things are. We're meant to be releasing the light. Amen. The light. We're, we're, we're light bearers. Is that right? Glory to God. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. You see, we see that, and, and it goes on, and God said, and God said, and God said, everything that was in God's heart, everything that God saw, everything that God was imagining, he spoke, and it was. And it was so. And it was so. Amen? He spoke, and it was so. And when he looked at it, he said, that's good. God has some good things in store for us. Amen? Not only this year, but every year of our life. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of good. Amen? And not evil. Plans that give you a future and a hope in your final outcome. Amen? He has good plans continually. You know, the world may have some things planned, but God has some good things planned. And what he had, what he had planned, he saw. And what he saw, he spoke. And he saw it. And he said, that's good. That is good. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John 1, bless the Lord, verse 1, we see here, in the beginning, some way, oh, oh beginning, turn to someone and say, in the beginning, some things begun. Amen? Why don't you turn to someone else and say, some things are be about to begin. 
Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. How does things begin? With the word. With hearing a word from God. You know, there's some things that can begin in your life right now through hearing this word. You get to partner with this word that you're hearing so that you can be there at the beginning when things start. And you can actually start some things. You can actually start some things. You see, we can look around and say, what's happening? Nothing seems to be happening. Well, God's waiting for his people to start some things. Amen? I mean, uh, uh, why hasn't someone done that? Well, you, you know, you can see things. There. Why isn't someone doing that? Why isn't someone fixing that? Why isn't someone making that? Why isn't someone creating that? He's saying, I'm waiting for you to start some things. And the biggest thing that we're about to start is some fires. Yeah? Some fires. Amen? Hallelujah. Let the Word of God brand your heart, touch your heart and ignite something in you this morning. Let Him breathe on you this morning. Amen? And you begin. You begin at the beginning of this year to start something. Amen. Glory to God. Someone says nothing's happening. Well, when we saw there in Genesis, nothing was happening. What do we do when we see nothing's happening? We start something. How do we do it? Let's have a look. Back to John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. All things were made through him. All things were made through the word. All things. All means all. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. Without the word of God, nothing was made that was made. Come on. I said, without the word of God, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. In his word was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and in the darkness did not comprehend it. It goes on, I believe it's verse 14, where he says, And the word became flesh. The word became flesh. Look at the process. The word became flesh. In other words, it came into manifestation through a human. Part God, part man. Amen? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is John speaking. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son, full of grace And full of truth. How did this begin? How did this word become flesh? It was spoken. It was prophesied. Amen. It was declared. He was declared. He was decreed. You know, we are are actually, we have the power and authority 
to, to shift and change what we're seeing into what God is seeing for us. Amen? But you see, if you see yourself according to the flesh... You won't walk into it. But God's saying, I want you to see yourself according to the Spirit. I want you to value yourself, value yourself according to the Spirit. Amen? And the Spirit discerns all things, even the deep things of God. And there's things that God has deep in His heart for you. There's, there's things in His heart for you. There's things in, in His heart for your family. There's things that he has in his heart for our church family, for our church, for our city, for our nation. Amen? But to begin, for it to begin, we have to have the word of God. Amen? For that word to become flesh, not the word of man, the word from God. We need to hear from God. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we need first things to be first. We need to put first things first. What is first? The Word of God. The Word of God has to be first in our lives. You know, many are looking and we speak and we love and we embrace prophecy. But, you know, we have a more sure word of prophecy and that's the Word of God. Yeah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. First things first. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We believe and therefore we speak. First things first. First, we hear the word of God. The word of God needs to be first in our thinking. The word of God needs to be first in our hearing. The Word of God needs to be first in our meditation. And the Word of God needs to be first in our speaking. If we're going to experience the promise coming forth, we are going to have to put the Word of God first in everything. Amen? That Jesus become not only Saviour, but He become Lord in our lives. Bless the Lord. Amen? Faith, you see, faith resides in the heart. When we do all this thing, we, we begin, transformation begins. By renewing our mind to what God is saying, to what God is speaking, transformation begins. And the word then becomes flesh. When we renew our mind to the word of God, be ye transformed, Romans 12, 1, 2. Be ye transformed, bring yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service after what he's done for us. Amen. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can walk out. You become living proof of what is good and what is acceptable in the sight of God and what is perfect in the sight of God. And I know you've heard me say this before, but I'm, about, yeah, I'm excited about this actually being fleshed out in our lives. Amen? That we be transformed. We want to transform cities. But you know what? Transform lives, transform cities. Transform cities, transform nations. Hallelujah. Transform people, transform families. Transform people, transform relationships. I'm going all over the place this morning, but you're getting something. Amen. Are you catching something? Hallelujah. In the hearing, the hearing, 
when you hear something is imparted, life is imparted. Jesus says, the words that I speak are spirit and they're life. I think that's John 6, 63. Uh, my words are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, look beyond the natural and look into the spiritual. Bless the Lord. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. We went there last week. 7 and 8. Surely the Lord God does nothing. Someone say nothing. You see, nothing was happening until God spoke. Nothing shifted. Nothing was created until God spoke. Amen. In the beginning. Nothing's going to change in your year until, you know, supernaturally, unless you start to speak what God is showing you. Until you start to seek him and hear his voice. And when he speaks, he creates pictures on the inside of you and you see images and you speak out of your vision. Hallelujah. You speak out of the images that he shows you when he speaks. Surely God has does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And oh, I love this. He does nothing until he reveals it to us. Why? Because he waits for us to speak it so that he can bring it to pass. So nothing's moving until we're speaking. Hallelujah. A lion has roared. Who will not hear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? When the lion roars, when God speaks, who can do anything but prophesy? Who can do anything but speak? Glory to God. Glory to God. He needs his voice to be heard. Turn to someone and say, you are his voice. His creative voice. His creative voice. It's his voice that sets people and nations free. Through proclamation and de declaration. His words are his breath. He is the breath of life. His words are spirit life. His words, you know, you know to, to your circumstance, his word brings... The things that you would seem are dead and gone. The things that you would think you have failed at. His word gives the mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Someone says he's too dead. Lazarus was dead for four days. Was it? Am I right? Yeah, four days. And, 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 and he stunk. He was dead, dead. Dead, dead. And Jesus spoke but a word. Lazarus, come forth. I'm speaking some words this morning. Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. Amen. And I was marvelling, listening to, uh, reading Hezekiah this week and, 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 he, and he was... <laughs> He, he, he fell sick, and you all know the story in Kings. He fell sick, and he stood before the Lord. He said, Lord, I, I, uh, my words, my paraphrase, because I can't remember the words exactly, but it was like, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've lived before you right. I've done it all right. I've done, done it all right. You know, and he was pleading to be healed. And, and he's standing before the Lord, and I'm thinking, far out, you know, 
we know that he's a type and shadow of, of Jesus. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit said to me, that's, you can do that. You can stand before me and say, I've done nothing wrong. I've fulfilled everything you've ever told me to do. Right? I, 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 everything's fulfilled. I did it all right. I've, I've fulfilled everything. Why? Because Jesus did for you. And he gave him another 15 years. And I'm sharing that right now because God's given you more years and I'm not restricting it to 15. But the principle... Some of you get all caught up in context. I'm not a theologian. I'll give you the spirit of what the word is saying there for us right now. Why did I look into that? Through the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I never thought for a minute it was going to dovetail into this morning. But you, you, know, you, you take that. You stand before him as if you did everything right. Why? Because Jesus stood before him and did everything right in your stead. Some of you got to snap out of regret. Because I'll repeat it the old, the, <laughs> the old regret has passed. He's gone. He's got away. He went away at the cross. He was dealt with. Right? Turn to someone and say, regret's gone. Regret needs to leave right now. And as a matter of fact, stand up. Stand up. Stand up now. Stand up. Why don't we just do this? We'll just, we'll just do this. We will just do this. Glory to God. God's on this. Someone say, God's on this right now. Regret. Okay. Just lift your hands up. Just position yourself, yeah? It's just a readiness to receive. Lord, I just speak to regret right now in the name of Jesus. I, I, I speak to that, 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 that condemnation that comes and says, you have failed. Father, we stand before you today as if we've done everything right because Jesus did it all right for us. And we get a hold of that today. He is our saviour. He took it all on the cross. And so, Father, we stand before you and we say, we've done it right. Father, we know because Jesus did it right for us. He paid the price for us, Father. And we stand before you today as if we've done it right. We've followed every command. Father, we stand before you justified, sanctified, washed in the blood of Jesus, holy and acceptable in your sight, ready for a brand new start in Jesus' name. A brand new start in the name of Jesus. I declare a new start, a fresh start, a fresh start. No more regret in Jesus' name. Regret is gone in the name of Jesus. We speak to it and we say, go right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you redeem the time. You are redeeming it back. You are redeeming the time. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's good news. Give someone a high five and say, that's good news for you today. That's good news for you and it's good news for me today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You know, I believe that people will be coming in droves looking for answers. And that's why we need to know. We need to hear the voice of God. We need to position ourselves to hear. We need to declare and decree over ourselves who we are in Christ. We need to know who we are in Christ. When you were born again, you had a new beginning. Many haven't started. They're fresh, that new beginning. People that, so many people are ignorant of the fact that when you were born again, you became a new creation. You were given a new beginning. God's saying, step into the new beginning. Step into the new beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. Step into the newness of life that he gave you. Out of the old and into the new. Put on the new man that's created in his image. It's time to put him on. It's time to purposely put him on. Amen. Someone says, I'm waiting for him to put. No, it's time for you to put him on. Put on the new man that's created in the image of God. That's how we created you in the beginning. That's how you were created in the beginning. It's time to start the new beginning. Hallelujah. People say, well, when do I start it? When you get the revelation of who you are. Many of us are living in the old because we feel the old has more power than the new. But God says the old man has passed away. What does that mean? He is dead. And you know, he's not calling him forth like he did with Lazarus. He's leaving him there. Amen. He's gone. Good and gone. Thank you, Jesus. I believe people are going to be coming in their droves looking for answers. And as prophetic people. Amen. As prophetic people, as a prophetic, apostolic, prophetic generation, we need to be equipped with the word. That that word can become flesh. Equipped with the word so that we can flow in the spirit in a mature way. We need to learn to flow in the Spirit in a mature way. Amen? Not in a religious way. Not in a controlling way. You know, not wanting to be give people... You know, I really worry about when people want to prophesy over my life more than I want them to prophesy over my life. You know, because I'm not looking to people for answers. I'm not looking for people to answer my questions. Amen? We're not meant to answer people's questions. Amen? In Roman, Romans oh, 8.14, the scriptures say the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I'm not looking for a person to lead my life. Amen? I have leaders in my life, but I'm not looking for them to lead my personal life with God. For the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I get concerned when people are more eager to prophesy into my life than I am wanting to hear from them. We speak, into, we speak by invitation. Amen? Glory to God. And there's more to that subject. There's always more. Hallelujah. But as I said last week, I don't want my vision clouded by what I can see or hindered by what I cannot see. I don't want my understanding affected by what I hear. I want it affected by what I hear with the ears of my heart. 
what I hear from God. Yeah? Hallelujah. What is he saying? What is he saying to us? We have to position ourselves to hear. Yeah? Glory to God. He's speaking all the time. In 1 Samuel 3, in verse 10, we saw, um, chapter 3, for starters, we saw that the the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Very rare. And Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli um, and went after hearing uh, the Lord speak three times. And then Eli saying to him, the next time you hear the Lord speak, say your servant is listening. Say to him, your servant is listening. How did, how did Eli learn to serve? How did, sorry, Samuel learned to serve. He learned to serve because he served Eli. He learned to hear. He learned to listen by listening to what Eli had to say. He, 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 he listened to his mentor. And he learned some things. And when he heard the Lord speak, it sounded like Eli. He listened to the heart. He heard and recognized the voice, but thought it was Eli, his father, in the spirit, we would say today. Yeah? And he recognized God's on that. He learned how to hear by listening. You know, we learn how to hear the voice of God by listening, by positioning ourselves. You see, he's speaking all the time. And you're speaking for him more than you think that you are. Yeah? Samuel heard the voice of the Lord because he'd learnt to listen. And that is one of the key things of us hearing the word of the Lord and prophetically speaking into our future is to hear, to listen to what he's saying. Yeah? Even a small check every time we hear something, you know, that, that, that might mm, not quite right. You know, you know because the spirit of truth lives on the inside of you. You'll discern and, and you'll hear something that doesn't quite sit right. You know what you need to do? Say, Jesus, what are you saying? Holy Spirit, what is the truth about that? You know, you carry the truth because you carry the truth-bearing spirit. Hallelujah. He lives on the inside of you. You don't need a prophet to come and tell you you're believing a lie. Holy Spirit will tell you that. Amen? But when it's not right, you go to listen. You just listen internally. Listen, what is the truth, Jesus? And he will speak and that truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, you carry more power than you know. And now tell them you're smarter than you think. Tell you what, the Holy Spirit is a genius and he lives on the inside of you. Samuel learned to listen. And when he heard the Lord speak, he heard Eli's voice. He had recognized a familiar sound and he responded accordingly. Samuel had learned to listen and he learned to follow. Not only listen, but to follow. You see, you can know all things, but you're not gonna, it's not going to become flesh. Remember, we saw the word become flesh. It, 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 we're not going to see it manifest unless we listen and we hear with the ears of our heart and then we follow that voice. You see, faith without works is dead, so you can hear, but unless you follow through, you won't see the word become flesh. You won't see the manifestation of the dream. 
You won't see the manifestation of the dream that God has in his heart for you. And I'm, look, there's, while I'm speaking right now, there's a quickening. There's an acceleration. We've stepped into a season of God's redemptive grace at an accelerated pace. And he requires us to hear and follow. And as we follow, you know, sometimes I feel like before we can get the words out of our mouth, we're going to see the manifestation. How can that be? Because God's a God who lives in eternity and he knows and he's already heard you say it before you've said it. Oh, glory to God. He knows that you're going to follow it before you follow it. So that word is going to come become flesh as you are speaking it because he's already gone before you, prepared the outcome of what you spoke. Oh, hallelujah. So you walk into it. You see, there's a lot of people that know a lot of stuff, but he's saying, I don't only want you to listen. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Hear with the ear of your heart. Don't hear with your old lenses. Hear with the ear of your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we can hear God's voice and adapt to the lens that we want to hear it through. The lens of our old experience. The lens of what we've heard before. The lens of what we've been listening to. God wants us to hear with the ear of our heart so that we hear the truth. And we adapt to the truth. We don't adapt the truth to our way of thinking. Or we don't adapt the truth to the way we want to hear it. You see, we're followers of Jesus. He's not only our saviour, but he has become our Lord. Oh, I'm at you, but I'm really grateful for this word. Hallelujah. What did he say in verse 10? He said, speak, Lord, I am listening. And when he heard, you know what he heard? He heard some tough things that he had to say to Eli. And he didn't want to say it, but he heard from God. So what did he do? He followed through. Come on. He'd learnt to listen by ministering to the Lord before Eli, he'd learned how to listen. And when he heard the Lord speak, he heard his voice. You know, in John 10, verse 27, we're about to finish. And I didn't think, I, oh, my goodness me, bless the Lord forevermore. We just trust that he said everything you wanted to say today. You know, you can be, you can be, oh, hallelujah. You know, you study and you show yourself approved, yeah, a workman. For the Lord, you know, like, and it's like you study and there's always so much more. But then we trust God when we study that, that he just draws out what he wants to draw out. Yeah? And so you can have 13 pages of notes and hang on two. <laughs> yeah? But that's okay. Yeah? John 10 verse 27. This is the Amplified. He said, the sheep that are my own hear and are listening. So there's a hearing and there's a listening. I believe there's a positioning of the heart. Yeah? We position our hearts to listen to what God is saying. So the sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice. And I know them. They follow me. And I know them and they are following me. Amen? 
He knows us and they are for, he knows us intimately. Don't you love that? He knows us. He knows how to speak to our hearts. He knows what we need to hear and he also knows what we want to hear. Yeah? But he knows what we need to hear. There's a difference. And they follow me. So when they hear, when they hear me, he's saying, they, they actually hear what I am saying and they follow what I am saying. It says, my sheep that are my own hear and are listening to me. My sheep hear my voice. Sheep are defined as followers. Samuel heard the voice of God because he'd learned how to listen and he'd learned how to follow. And when he heard from God, he had the boldness to speak what he had seen. God spoke to him and he saw what he wanted him to see. You see, when God speaks to you, you're going to see what he wants you to see. And what he wants you to see will go way beyond what maybe you want to see or maybe on beyond what you can see in the natural, but he'll show you according to the spirit what he sees for you. Amen? And along with that obedience comes the grace, the empowerment to do, to follow and to do. Because he desires us so much to live in the fulfillment of what he has planned for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is the desire. That is the fulfillment of his heart. That fulfills and floods and fills him with joy. You know, God, uh, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So why does he, you know, he's, he's not just has got this great big, you know, uh, scripture, uh, Hebrews eleven six. 6, without faith it's impossible to please God because he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He hasn't just got this great big huge ego where, you know, like you can't please him unless you, you know, you can't please him because he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So he takes pleasure in the outworking. He takes pleasure when that word that he's spoken to you actually becomes flesh in your life. It pleases the heart of the Father because whatever he has said to you has a great outcome. You know, when he speaks, oh, that's good. That is good. That is perfect. You know, when he looked, spoke, there's light, there's light. Man, there is light. This is good. What I've created is good, you good thing. You good thing, you. Hallelujah. He looks at you and sees the gold. Hallelujah. Time you saw the gold looking at you through the mirror. So, time you saw the gold looking at others more and more and more can go on but I won't let's stand up you know what hallelujah let's give it up for the Lord because you know this hallelujah hearing and following do you know I had a word this morning and I thought you know thought so I was having a couple of conversations because we're prophetic by nature we speak prophetically and you know I felt like over the last season people have made some pretty pretty 
big decisions out of a place of battle. Because we've been through a battle out of a place of war. People have made major decisions in their life. But we're never called to make major decisions in our life when we are under pressure. We make major decisions in times of peace. Amen? People have made major decisions. And you know, like I feel like the Lord's saying, it's not too late. Your decisions need to be made out of a place of peace because Jesus leads us by still waters. Let peace be your umpire, settling with finality every issue that comes up in your mind. But it is not a circumstantial peace. If you have made choices in your life to follow over circumstantial peace, you have made wrong decisions. Decisions are made from a place of internal peace. Amen? Hallelujah. And we allow peace to be our umpire and settle with finality every issue that comes up in our mind. Amen? Hallelujah. So I just wanted to throw that out there for a little bit, you know? Like we need to hear the word of the Lord. We need to ask God, what are you saying? And even so much more in these times that we are living in. We can't afford to decide what we're going to do and ask God to bless us. He will, but we can fall short of the glory of God. He has great plans for you. He has great plans for me. He has great plans for your your family, your loved ones. He has great plans for your city. He has great plans for your nation. And this is the way we walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know what we want to do today? We're going to, um, last week we anointed um, with oil people that wanted to be anointed because I believe that there was a, there's an anointing that um, God wants to release over us uh, to open our ears and open our eyes. And it's a, he wants our, our hearing and our sight to be acute. You know, when we looked in Samuel, Samuel 3, we saw there where Eli, the priest, his vision had become dim. His natural vision had become dim. Yeah? And the word of the Lord was rare in those times. Now is a time for the word of the Lord to be prolific, not rare. The word of the Lord came through Samuel and that word changed a nation. Yeah? Why not us? Why not us as we position ourselves in Habakkuk? He said, Habakkuk says, I will stand in my po- on my point of observation and I will listen to hear what the Lord will say within me. And I believe that there's an acuteness that God wants to release. I believe he wants us to be able to hear and see clearer and clearer. So we want to, those that weren't anointed last week would love to anoint you. If you would like to be anointed this morning, we'll anoint you with oil. And uh, as a contact point for that door of seeing and knowing to open out to you like never before. Amen. Glory to God.